This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. It's not Gemma in the recording studio. Is that Esther? I'm back, bitches. <laughs> you're here. You're I'm really here. here. I'm here. I'm queer and I'm full of fear and <laughs> diarrhea. No, I'm not. I'm not. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm back. Thank God. I've left my little cupboard. Um, good. And I'm... I get to see your pretty face. Yay! So I'm so good. so glad to have you back in the in the studio. Uh, you're listening to, I think, my TV is haunted. I'm Gemma. I'm Esther. And we've been separated for many, many weeks. I know. I've Many weeks. I've, I've, been, I've actually been talking to a little cutout of your face <laughs> that I've stuck on my ceiling. So when I'm in bed, I'm just looking up at Gemma being like, yeah, Gemma, I agree. The uh, Furby is you know, going to take over the world in 2022. <laughs> so I'm glad. Do I sing you to sleep? You do. <laughs> Scream me to sleep. Uh, okay, so uh, once again, we're here to discuss uh, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Today, oh, I've written down season, uh, episode five. It's actually episode six, isn't oh, thank it? thank God. It's episode six. Yeah. Uh, if you've just joined us, uh, probably a good idea if you watch the show. Otherwise, you won't, you won't understand what we're on about. scrap of sense. But none, none. Yeah, but before we go into this week's episode, we're going to do a short little talk about what's happening over in America mm-hmm. and it isn't just happening in America this is a this is a global pandemic that's mm-hmm. been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years yep. but um obviously it's been spurred on by the death of George Floyd in America mm-hmm. uh, the white cop you've seen it i guarantee you kneeling down on George's throat and he eventually died not long after in hospital and that's caused it was peaceful protests, but now it's complete rioting and looting. A lot of people are getting hurt. People, you know, it's a really scary time. Um, we just want to say that our podcast is for, we completely support Black Lives Matter because in this situation, it is Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very privileged as white people on the Mornington Peninsula or or in Australia, um, so we just wanted to send our love over to those who are struggling. It's a huge issue. It's an issue in Australia with our Indigenous friends, um, the the issues that are happening in prisons are horrendous and they are very similar to what's happening in America, but ours just aren't – I don't think it hits the media as much, um, but – That's right. Yeah, it's it's really really tough. Hang in there. We completely, you know, a lot of writing starts a lot of revolutions and like June is Pride Month too when that started with a, with writing. So 
it's, it's kind of fallen in a weird coincidence yeah. in timing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think it is important to be safe and look out for each other, but also this can't just be pushed under the carpet anymore, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to stand up for what's inherent, inherently right and be the best allies that we possibly can. That's it, you know, and it's – a if I think white people ignore this, then you are adding to the fire. You know, we, we can only – our only option is to be allies. Mm-hmm. So don't don't be racist. If Fuck racism, like – it's 2020. I just it just blows my mind that That's, yeah. that shit's still happening. Like Donald Trump is such a dickhead. You know, he I saw a post today with him holding a bible being like he, Trump goes to visit that church that was vandalized. Like that's his That's it. That's his number one priority right now is to go to the church that was vandalized in the rioting. It's, it's like not the leader dying. that we need right now. Oh know. no, or never, never. We, we need that leader that's, that's going to motivate everyone completely. to work together. Yeah, imagine Obama. If this had it happened mm. with Obama, it would be over. Comforting Done. Obama. Yep. Come God. back. Come back. <laughs> uh, and it's definitely paralleling what we're seeing in, um, in this show that we're reviewing episode by episode. Yeah. We're talking about race uh, wars. Um, we're talking about a time just before World War II erupted. Yep. And people were just not getting along just because purely they looked different and they sounded different and they came from a different place. Yeah, that's literally it. When will we learn? I, I think it's hu- the human species. I think it's, I don't, I, I don't well, know. I mean, it's been in... My black and white cat doesn't hate my grey cat. <laughs> and, you know, like... cats are better than what's people. What's the problem? I know. Cats are better than people. But, uh, yeah... Sorry, guys. Hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, shall we get into this episode? Let's party, Jill. Okay, so this episode, episode six, it's called How It Is With Brothers. This one was directed by Roxanne Dawson, mm. who apparently also directed last week's episode. And I thought that was significant because we've had two episodes in a row that have been purely drama-based uh, she's also directed. She's also an actress, and she's been in loads of stuff. Um, and she's also directed House of Cards, Charmed, The Good Wife, and This Is Us. So she's apparently she's known for very dramatic kind of direction. Yeah, I just this episode I really struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so bored. I had trouble keeping up with it because I just couldn't get into it at all. It was definitely slow, but I think it was definitely an episode that we it, – it focused on tragedy and endings, ending yeah. of relationships, yeah. ending of freedoms. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely a very tragic episode without there being any – It was the type out. of episode you had to watch just to get to the final scene, which was yeah. crazy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The exactly. final scene was it like, It culminated, Damn. didn't it? It was just really emotional and just yeah. super sad at the yeah. end. You had to watch the whole thing to get to the final That's, five yeah. minutes of the show. That I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, there were not as many scenes as usual in this. No, I, I they counted were longer 14 scenes. Because they were longer scenes yeah. and because there was definitely um, a, a, a focus on dr- drama 
Oh, there was no positivity. And there was, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. all like. It was a slow, choo- yeah. slow choosing, burn. Um, choosing which decision that's really life changing. Like mm-hmm. each character, like we'll see Molly had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Tiago, Lewis. Yep. Um, Mateo. Yep. Rio. Is that his name? The little skinny kid? No, Rio's your wife. Rio's my wife? Yeah. I've just see I've just been calling her my wife, so I actually don't know her name. <laughs> yeah, see it's Rio and Rico. Who's the skinny kid? The one that they interrogated. Yeah. His name is Diego. Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so scene one, we've got the aftermath of the raid on Rio's gang, and Lewis is sort of comforting Tiago after they fail to take in Rio Rio's whole gang. And they've just got the one boy, this boy Diego, who is the boy that was being beaten up by Riley a couple of episodes ago in the prison, wasn't he? Yes. And then they bring Diego into the station and everyone is sort of staring and the racist cops start a fight over Riley's death, saying if you hadn't have let this guy go, Riley would still be alive. Um, But he was released from custody previously. Yeah, and Diego defends him and then they get into a massive fight yeah like a they're physical all in their faces fight. and yeah. it's just like this like the whole episode if i was just to describe what tiago looked like scrunch up your fist yep and put draw two eyes and a little grumpy face that mm-hmm. w- he he was just pissed the whole time like you could yeah. see him like clenching so his much jaw tension and like yeah he was pissed off he, this was the guy that has a lot on his shoulders right now yeah Move to Hawaii. <laughs> Just forget about it. <laughs> um, okay, so Tiago assures the captain that he mm. will get a, a confession out of Diego. I mean, for him, there is no uh, other possible outcome because he's not throwing Mateo under the bus. Oh. So Riley's gang yep. is headed up by a cop that I believe's name is Murphy. Yeah, you Murphy. Know that one the white antagonizing squealy looking yeah. smelly skinny big eyeballed motherfucker yeah yeah gross um my husband said oh that guy's always like the bad guy the bad cop i guess he kind of like he's been looks completely like typecast yeah he's probably a lovely guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> So Murphy's crew really want to, in quotation marks, interrogate Diego. Yeah, they just want to beat the shit out of him. They just want to beat the shit out of him, basically. Um, So Diego, it's not fun to be Diego uh, at the moment. And uh, sadly, he can't turn into an ant and walk out of prison. So... Oh, yeah, that... Like Rio could. (laughs) So... yeah, and I guess Rio is not going to get him out because she wants this to happen. This oh, is she's all loving part of it. her master plan of all, chaos. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. So Tiago and Luis start to interrogate Diego and they want to get him to confess to the murder of... Riley. Riley. Yeah, and um, Lewis is... Both of them are talking about a new gas chamber that had just been... Yeah. Made and it was what did he just see? In San Quentin, yeah, sea foam green color, which apparently is calming. Yeah, like a like sea foam green. Yeah, it's like a aquamarine kind of pastel. Yeah. I, I look. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon a pastel death chamber would be more terrifying than like a black death chamber. It, You're like not more nightmarish because it's it's more like 
It's like it's making fun of you. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it just makes me feel sick. It's like pills. You know, and some pills are just like these bright, fruity colours and they just taste like ass. So... So Diego realizes while they're mm. interrogating him that Mateo is actually Tiago's brother. Yeah. So he feels like he's got an upper hand at yep. this point. Well, at this, this point he kind of does. Yes. Yeah. Until everything comes crashing Until down. Until the last scene. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> um, so he, uh, so Diego asks Luis to get him a drink. And while he's alone with Tiago, he suggests that Tiago help him bust out of the lockup. Yep, saying to leave him a key or, yeah. or to, like, leave a gun. And, like, this would completely screw up Tiago's career if he left his gun. I reckon the key would have been more doable, but... Uh, at the same time, Tiago really is stuck between a rock and a hard place with this. It's like, hard. He like, has his to pin this character. on someone yeah. for, his, for his brother. Completely. Otherwise, he's screwed over two of his brothers. Yeah. Well, that's the same. In well, the space of just a couple of weeks. Yeah. He's, he's not doing well. Yeah. So then we've got Molly and Adelaide. They're having breakfast together in their beautiful white, everything's white it's house. It's so beautiful. It's not a place where, like, people have a lot of pets, I think. No. Because it, it kind it's of reminded so me perfect. of what, It was so perfect. It's, oh, I would love to live there. It's, it's so really bright. Nice. It would be terrible if you had a migraine, though, because it's just so bright. It is but really, yeah. yeah. Floor to ceiling windows. And I was like, those windows don't, don't even have curtains. No, I know. I, <laughs> I just so much couldn't light. stop looking at it. Yeah. So Adelaide is saying, um, she's talking about, remember how we used to be so poor and hungry when we used to go on tour. And um, yeah, so she's, she set up this weird little table kind of under the staircase. And was it oatmeal? She'd made oatmeal and she'd mixed it with molasses. So she'd made a really beautiful, sweet, sugary it was like a porridge with yogurt and it was just a nice breakfast. Like a childhood meal because she was talking about, remember when we were really poor and getting molasses and butter would be like a real treat? It would be like a... Oh God. Yeah, like they had to use like a, like they were like p- a poor man's type of sugar back yeah. then. And have you had molasses? Uh, no. Oh, have I? I might have. Because sometimes my sister kind of eats from her, like, horse Ho- bucket. Yeah, that, like, num, num, num. We used to have the big buckets of molasses for the horses. Yeah. And I, I, handfuls. Like, I would drink this shit. It's liquid licorice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember my sister used to, like, mix it all in with her hands. Yeah, and, it's so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> the horse I'm leasing at the moment, for treats, we give them licorice all sorts. I didn't know that... Horses liked licorice. Love licorice. Oh my god! Love, but like, yeah, for a treat, we'll give them licorice all sorts, like the expensive shit, <laughs> and they eat it it's like, up. Mm, you can stay. Yeah, <laughs> only expensive all sorts for you, my love. So Adelaide asks a really manipulative question. Yeah, she's a bitch. She's such a bitch. She says, "Um, did you ever wonder if I got lonely back in those days?" Mm. Which, like. Talk about huge self-centered, mi- and and that's a massive guilt trip. Huge guilt trip, yeah. And I she- think the majority of the relationship between Adelaide and Molly is used with guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, completely. She tries to convince her that Molly's commitment to the people should take precedence over her feelings for Tiago because back in the day, apparently, 
she sacrificed mm. her whole life so that she could uh, so devote that, herself to Molly and the church. Yeah, I suppose because at one point Molly's sitting there and it's once again it's very beautiful and romantic and she looks off to her side and she's like. What does she say? I have feelings for more than the more Vega. than just feelings. Yeah, she, strong. All she said was, "I've got strong feelings for him," and she basically says, "You need to be married to the church." Yeah, yeah. Because the people of the church, if 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 you devote some of your time to something else or someone else, they will think that you're not devoted to them, which exactly. I think is completely untrue. It's tricky. I think it's it's really hard. But a lot of people who are in churches are married. I know, but you think of then like priests and nuns who are technically married to the church. and I suppose if they want her to continue to be this a- angelic figure that cannot be touched. Yeah. I, I think that's what – that's a good cult leader, you know. There's always such a huge – when you look at cult leaders, there's such a – huge um theme of sex Mm. and i think her her power is that she's quote-unquote a virgin the audience sees her as like this perfect clean virgin if she started sleeping around it would change it's like or even getting married or anything like that it makes it humanizes her that's it it's like with like jim jones manson what's what's the japanese one asahara i think they will they all slept with everyone and mm-hmm. they control people with sex. I think Molly's character is kind of controlling her audience with being a virgin. Like righteousness. Yeah. Just being completely clean. Abstinence. And perfect. And yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Mm. We have this weird scene at the beach at sunset where Townsend. Oh, yeah. This is cute. <laughs> Townsend is watching Kurt surf and he looks like a little like teenager in love. He is. He's sitting on the beach, like with and it's his stunning, with his little feet dangling over the yeah. edge of the sand, and yeah, he's, he's got like, his shoes off, and his toes are in the sand, and he's still got like his little tie and his little vest and shit on, and it's really cute. And the Gestapo kind of walks out of the surf, and the the sun is behind him, so it's like his silhouette is really, you know, he's a beautiful man. It's very postcard, very, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a huge. I was going to say skateboard, huge surfboard. <laughs> and then they sit down and like chairman's kind of looking at him with love in his eyes. And um, the one point that made me laugh is he asks, where did you learn to surf? And then the Gestapo was just like, oh, it's one of the first skills that Gestapo's are taught in Germany. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> But then he gets really, really racist. Yes. And he's he's like, you know, I grew up in, I think he said Malibu? Began with M. Some sort of American beach he, beginning with M. He does talk about growing up in America, then going to Germany, then coming back, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he was saying like as a kid he learned to swim and then from swimming he went to surfing and he's like, you know, I absolutely love my country. And then the older I got, um, I'd I'd come in from the surf and there'd be and he was using all these racial slurs, but the, you yeah, know, he was like, yeah, he and I'd never some, heard some, of some of them. I was yeah, trying there to like was get one um, of them. I think he alluded to 
Mexicans, Asians, Asians, and there was one word I actually didn't I, know what yeah, it I meant, and I haven't googled it. No, I'm um, but no. he doesn't like anyone that's not white. Yeah, Let's, look, I think we can all get the point. That's it. He's and then a Nazi. He's yeah, he's an <laughs> asshole. And then he's like, oh, that's when I heard of Hitler, Hitler's agenda. I read Mein Kampf, mm-hmm. and that's when I moved to Germany. And then he talked about his first mission or assignment mm. was to be sent back to California. At no point did Townsend actually say, what is your mission exactly? Yeah, I think Townsend's just so besotted. He's yeah. just... He, and it's really... It's He's sad. Forgotten. It's really... Yeah. This guy shot his rent boy. He's a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like he moves from hearing about how the guy he's seeing is a Nazi to, oh, I love LA. You know, the other week I saw, um, I was going to say Alistair Crot. Alistair Crowley (laughs) (laughs) saw Fred Astaire and you know I wanted to and this part actually made me really sad um and he's like you know I wanted to be a dancer but I was too big as a boy but I love my city because it means I can be Fred Astaire whenever I want to yeah and there was such a like a softer side to him yes and he was really nice like he was the first time ever I was like I like you. You're actually quite sweet when you're being yourself. He does have a really sweet side. Yeah. Um, but I reckon he's going to turn really mean really soon. Either that or flip. I think he, he's he's going to end up washed up on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Oh, he'll either die. It's not going to be good for him. He's losing his guard. Like he's, he's letting used. his guard down. Yeah. yeah. Completely being used. And he's yeah. forgetting this is not a nice boy. No. No, that's it. Yeah, it's um, sad. It's really sad. Yeah. All right. Oh, my God. Scene. Dr. Craft. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> He's such a little twat, though. He was really mean. This was the first time in the whole series where his German accent was kind of falling apart to me. It was just so overdone. Uh, I, I did... One thing I did notice was there was just such a juxtaposition between her American accent and his German accent. Yeah, that accent. could have been it. There was just... They yeah. didn't sort of fit together. No. no. Um, okay, so we're in the... We should get a sign saying podcast recording now or something. Yeah, we so should just hang a sock on the door. <laughs> <laughs> a wet one. <laughs> just have a little recording, like a little cassette player set just inside the door with just someone coughing really badly. Okay, so Peter is talking to his wife... About their unhappiness. and do, do you remember her name? No. I can't remember. Can't remember. I want to say Linda, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's Linda. I thought it was something like Haley. I can't remember. I, I just know. call her Mrs. Craft. Yeah, I just call her the wife. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, at this point, he's trying to like convince her that they're both unhappy in the marriage. And she's, it was really sad. She's he starts begging out soft. Him. Yeah, he, he starts, starts out, out he's like, you know, we're both unhappy. We, we can't keep living like this. And she's begging him to stay and not end the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, what, is, what are our boys going to do without a mother? And then he cuts back and he says, oh. Oh, I've already got that organised. Yeah, they'll have a mother. And then that's when she just, she's like, don't Cracks it. bring that whore into my house. And, and he's just like, her name is Elsa. So Ugh. he's not only told her he's divorcing her, but he's moving Elsa in. Yep, and he's been putting her into a psych ward. He's putting her into a nut house. Yep, and they're like... For intemperance and hysteria. Yes, which was super, super common. And 
um, he says, who are they going to believe, an alcoholic wife or a doctor? Exactly. I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with her. She doesn't need to go to a hospital. She's probably super, super depressed. Yeah. That's why she's drinking. That's all it is. She's seeing her husband cheat uh, and be like a... A, a, a verified Nazi. Yeah. And she's just going, Jesus Christ. Like, so I do not blame her. I'd be doing the same thing. It was a little bit overkill on his part. And he said, um, if she puts up a fight going to the hospital, he will never allow her to see her yeah. children. So, I mean, he's really screwed over this woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just. Is being a real dick. Calm your farm. And she's like, you're acting strong now, but you're going to come undone. Yeah, she acts as if she's got some real dirty dirt on him. Oh, I think he. she just knows that he's a coward. But she's alluded a few times to he's his probably, past. Yeah, we don't know. He's a doctor. He's a Nazi doctor. Boom. She keeps saying what happened in Essen. You don't know <gasps> what happened he in Essen. He could be a Nazi doctor. He could be like a he Mangela. could be a Nazi doctor. Uh, Wait, no, the war hadn't happened yet. No. Wait, was there con- – But uh, I'm pretty sure that the whole eugenics program started, started. quite a long time Ooh. before that. And his kids are me. very blonde and blue eyed. I'm trying to Except think. for the little Charlie Chaplin fatty one. <laughs> They're both cute. They're cute. I wouldn't have kids though, sorry. <laughs> okay, now cut scene. And this 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 scene was a bit, a bit dramatic, I think, but it was beautiful. Molly is on stage. The light is kind of glowing down on her in beautiful, like, warm tones. And she's singing a sad love song about mm-hmm. not getting the kiss and not having getting the man and it and it kind of pans around to the audience and everyone is just looking so inspired and in love like even like 60 year old white men that are all sitting there they just they're just like teenage yeah she just transfixes them everyone is mesmerized mesmerized yeah and Josefina was in the audience too yeah yeah that's all we saw of her this episode yeah. and the song was basically about like basically almost everyone can have love but I never will yeah along those lines yeah and it was interesting like at one point I'm thinking are the audience members actually seeing that she's sad or is it she could literally sing anything like she could sing a song version of like a like ass and titties and they (laughs) wouldn't blink an eye they could do she could sing fuck the police but make it really beautiful and they'd just sit there smiling i don't think they fully they're just so under her spell that she can literally yeah she can do anything and they're like oh they think she's an angel yeah yeah that's it yeah totally yeah and um adelaide is side stage and she's kind of like oh like her face because she's she's seeing molly kind of i think this is molly's version of rebelling a bit i took it as the opposite i took her as uh, i took it as she accepting uh, her fate as that's a good point letting this guy go so that she can be this angel to the people yeah yeah that's true actually and help that's really them. interesting that was what i took from it because i was amazed at the music choice i was surprised that Adelaide allowed that sort of song to be played. It's odd though, isn't it? Because in the first episode that she we was saw doing Molly, kind of that, that promiscuous that kind of promiscuous kind of it's song. It's really weird. 
it wasn't anything to do with religion. It, no, it was wasn't about anything seeing to do with what praise cute, him or whatever. Guys on the street, and it was like a love. It was a romance kind yeah. of song. Yeah. Um. So, it's odd. That was a little weird. Yeah. All right, we're back to the police station. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiago seems pretty friggin' pissed off. He's still he's totally wound up by this point. He's real angry. Mm. Yeah. Um. You know that sort of angry where they. They clench their, their jaws, like you can see their te- teeth and their mouth muscles clenching, but then their eyes are kind of welling up. <laughs> uh, he was welling up the entire time, like on the verge of like a few more blinks and he'd be done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. So he's still questioning Diego um, or Diago. Diego. Diego. Tiago and Diego. Right, there we go. Uh, he whips out some autopsy photos of Riley and then – he shows a photo of a, a gas chamber victim. And this photo looked pretty realistic to it me. It did, didn't it? I, th- I was pretty, I was, I commend them on them, this, you know, it looked like an legit old photo of, of a, a dead person. I wouldn't be surprised if it was real. I don't okay. know. It looked legit. Um, And, and he's, you know, he's, he's kind of, saying oh the the gas chamber is super painful you they tell you to breathe take five deep breaths in and out but most people out of instinct hold their breath but that just makes it way more painful and slower you end describes up describes the death the death in such such detail doesn't he yeah he's really trying to twist this guy guy's arm mm-hmm. um you know he's saying it takes 10 minutes for some people to die and you look at this autopsy photo and this guy doesn't just have – he's not just a, someone who's fallen asleep due to gas. He has, like, cuts and shit on his face. He looks kind of beat. Yeah, he had, like, something on his face. I'm going to go back and look at that. I didn't well, see I, that. I could be – I'm probably wrong, but – I'm going to have a look. Yeah, he looked pretty pretty shit. So, Lewis uh, – and, and he can't get Diogo to confess. Like, he is trying no. and trying and trying and he is being – like he's really laying it on thick and he cannot get this kid to confess. So Lewis tries and Diego starts talking to him about um, spending time with his brother and catching birds down by the river for, for their mother to cook. Mm. Yeah. I got kind of confused at this point. I struggled to see the symbolism. It all kind of came together in the end, Yeah, but um, he really winds Tiago up. This kid is winding Tiago up, talking about his brother and keeping – he's repeating all the time, me and my brother and everything. Yeah. And Lewis ends up taking Tiago outside because he is just – he just seems to be so affected by this kid. But Lewis is like, "What? what's going on? What are you not telling me? Yeah, yeah. And so they go outside and, and already – Edgy Tiago is um, wound up further by the racist cop Murphy singing a mocking Mexican tune. Yeah, and they keep it's throughout the episode from this point. They're whistling it. You yeah, can hear it kind of echoing through the halls. He's super annoying. He's a little brat. He'll he'll die. And <sighs> Lewis knows flat out that Diego wasn't a murderer. And he, I yep. mean, he doesn't know that it's Tiago's yep. brother, but. Like every time he's like, I don't see this guy as being the murderer, and and like, Tiago's this kid sweating. didn't kill anyone. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this isn't the guy that we've got someone else. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the captain tells Lewis and Tiago wrap this case up because the Hazlitt case is just causing one problem after the other. 
just frame someone. Yeah, he's like, just hurry up. Hurry this hurry up, up because it's just one problem leading to the next. Yeah. So then we cut back to these old shacks. Mm. I couldn't figure out where they were. I think yeah, they're just out like of LA. A, it was like kind of on a mountain. Yeah. It was like a dusty street of corrugated iron shacks. It was nighttime and there's stray dogs running around. Yeah. And it turns out, I was surprised at this. This is where Rio and Rico and Mateo are living or at mm. least hiding out. Yeah, I think they're hiding. Um. They're arguing about Diego taking the rap for Riley's murder mm. when Maria turns up looking for Mateo. Yeah, so we hear a knock on the door. It's Maria. Um, first, my wife doesn't want to let her in and then... Maria still can't see her. See, this is... This scene, I thought that this was another version of um, the hot latex chick. What's her name? Magda. Magna. I reckon... Do you reckon Maria wasn't really there? I had a feeling because it, it kind of... It, it amped on Mateo to stay more in the gang. Interesting. And yeah. when she walked out back down the road, she she seemed really weird. She was kind of staring straight ahead, wasn't she? And how the hell did she find out they were in that shack? Exactly. It was. It was to me. It was yeah. really weird, and it was weird timing. You know, she just kind of, I'm your mama, please come home, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was saying it doesn't matter what you did. Yeah, it's from what you do now. Yeah. And that's when he's like, interesting. You need to leave. Yes, yeah. maybe. I, I just thought it was real weird. Um, I, I I reckon, I still think Fly Rico's another flesh boy. Yeah. It's just another flesh boy. I reckon too. Yeah. I just put it down to the community community being so small that it was just a matter of her asking Talk. around yeah, and true. finding out where they were. Well, yeah, that could be it. Mm. That's a massive possibility, but I don't know. I just thought the scene was really weird. It, when she's speaking to him and she's saying, come home, it doesn't matter what you did, it, it felt like she was getting through to him and then he just said, you're not welcome here. Yeah, he kind of looks up and sees Rio, Rio and she's her. just staring at him mm-hmm. and Rico's doing the same. Yep. Mirroring each other mm-hmm. and he's like, no, you're unwelcome now. Yep. And she leaves. Yep. So this was an interesting scene. Tiago is in a bathroom stall and he locks himself in, in one of the stalls and he takes the bullets out of his gun. Yeah. So we know that he's actually planning to help Diego yes. bust out. But he's he's... At, at this right at this point, he's he's considering it. He's looking at the gun. He takes the bullets out, but then Murphy and his gang walk in, mm-hmm. and they they're laughing and they're you know oh I wonder how many punches I can get into him. I'm gonna break his teeth out and give it to Riley's son for his birthday, and that completely just confirms um, Tiago's. Ti- Ti- he puts a bullet straight back in. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm. This guy can't sit in here because he will be killed. Uh-huh. And um, the decision has been made. And he's also like, if I give this kid the gun or allow him to steal the gun from me, if he shoots a few of these cops, well, what's the big loss? They're yeah, they're is. racist twats. Yep. So, so then we've got this most tragic, dramatic scene, which is just all about Nathan Lane and how much oh, of a fantastic actor he is. So unbel- I just love him. So I was good. watching this episode today and mum walks past the screen. She's like, Ed, 
It's um <laughs> Albert. <laughs> yeah. It's Albert from and I'm just like, yeah, mum, it's Nathan Lane. But it's Albert. I'm like, yeah, um, from the birdcage. She's like, yeah, the birdcage. Ed, it's Albert. And just and, yes, and yeah. while he's yeah, giving this like <laughs> dramatic as hell scene. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to con- I can't see Albert right now. <laughs> I can't see Albert. <laughs> I can't believe what a great job he's done. Of, he's incredible. Of, of a, of a dr- dramatic actor. Incredible. I I just I didn't know how he was going to do it, but he's he's amazing. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> how are those dolphins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Starina. Mm, we have to do a a birdcage episode let's do a birdcage episode yeah so flippin funny so good so diego is almost about to give up the truth about mateo Mm. like he is really he's like you know what this isn't worth it i'm gonna give up mateo and tiago puts a gun to his head against the table yeah he unclips the the holster the strap that's holding the gun in. And at that point I'm like, ah, he's, and he's looking at um, Diego to, and I thought he was signaling for like, I'm going to reenact a fight. You're going to grab the gun. And he took his jacket off. So you yeah, could see his gun he made really it obvious. obvious. Yeah. But then instead he just like slams his head against the desk and, and um, Tiago holds the gun against Diego's head. Mm-hmm. And Lewis is like, dude, what the fuck? Chill. Pulls him off. Pulls him outside. And this is when it's sad. Yeah. And Tiago's just at his breaking point. Yeah. And somehow Lewis, because he's a smart guy, he guesses that Tiago is protecting his brother. Yeah. Lewis absolutely um, flips. Takes over from here. Yeah. And he puts together a very, very clever plan. Yeah. But it's also a really sad plan. Yeah, it's real heavy. He starts by telling Diego about being a kid in New York City Mm. and how he was poor and how going to Manhattan to make deliveries to the rich people, Manhattan Mm. was like this beautiful place and then – but he would always have to go home to the shit. Poverty, yeah. Yeah, of the poverty. Mm. And that people like them are always just going to have to deal with the shit. Mm. So it was almost like kind of accept your place in life because this is it. Yep. Um, And then he gives him an ultimatum. Yep. And very clever. Really clever. So clever. Really clever. So... Diego either gives up the names of his gang and they all go to prison and he's a snitch. Yep. Or he confesses to all five murders and goes to prison as a tough guy and a hero to his people. Yep. Because Lewis said, either way, you're going to San Quentin. Either way. You're, you're you going to go jail. And Do you go as a coward who... He's going to be molested every day. Yeah, he's like, you're going to be... Day. What did he say? You're going to be fucked so much... Fuck to your bloody or something. Yeah, he and that was about the point being with tied up and gang raped. It was and, it was really heavy. Uh, and he said, "Or oh, we can make sure that when you go in there, you're a no hero. one's going to touch you because yeah. they know what a dangerous guy You'll you have, supposedly are." People will have photos of you up on their like walls and shit. Yeah, he said the bodega will have a picture of you, which is like a shop, I believe. I th- yeah, I think so. Um. 
And he's like, you've got five minutes to make up this decision. Yeah. Otherwise, those guys are going to come in and our time's up. Yeah. And he knows that Murphy's guys are about to come in to, uh, you know, interrogate him. Yeah. So Diego just crumbles. Yeah. And he he says that he's going to confess. And Lewis just looks like he's just done the worst thing he's ever done. And I forgot to add, when Lewis and Tiago were out having a, you know, um, having a bit of an argument, Tiago says this one line to Lewis saying, it's easy for you, you've got nobody. Yes. And that, at that point, Lewis's face, he kind of changed, like he looked heartbroken. Mm. And then he went ahead with this plan. Yes. But I think it's completely damaged their relationship. Completely. Yeah. That you can't come back from this. Yeah. And in the last scene, it's every everyone in the police station, they're celebrating, they're drinking, it's all in slow-mo. And Tiago and Lewis are kind of like looking at each other. Yeah, like while like, everyone's we've cheering. A, we've done something dodgy. Like this is a yeah. dodgy move. Yeah, everyone's cheering for them. But then they're while everyone's raising their glass, they're looking at each other like... The murderers are still on the street. The murderers are still on the street. We've just ruined a kid's life. Yeah. Completely. Possibly sent him to the gas chamber. Yeah, totally. Uh, and we've just not done our jobs to the best of our, our yeah. ability. We've just... We've failed as cops. Yeah, completely. We've neither served nor protected. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. Yeah. So there's so, no paranormal, there's nothing spooky, there's no flesh boys. I feel boys. like you are literally reading my mind. Or are you reading my notes? No. Still no paranormal occurrences was literally my next line. No. <laughs> so we had no follow-up to Mr. Goss and his extra freeways. We did yeah. not see Elsa. We didn't see Alex, Magda, Santa Morte or Maths Boy. Wait, what's Mouse Boy? Maths Boy. What? Maths boy. Maths boy. Yeah, you know the oh, boy, the, the nerd. The nerd. The nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rocket boy. Rocket boy. Um, I've written here second season unlikely. I've pretty much, I would be highly, highly surprised if I saw a second season of this show. Um, I, but specific, I, I, I like this show. Good. But I don't feel that the network is pushing it very much. No promotion. The actors, I went onto the Instagram of... Natalie Dormer doesn't have an Instagram. No. Uh, the girl who plays Molly, I went to her Instagram. There's two posts. She's like, hey, watch this tonight. No, really? Like, really? Seriously? Um, there's just not... Even the actors, it's almost like they're being told, don't push this. It's weird. It's really weird. You, you don't see... It. Any ads, the only people promoting it that I've seen are fans. Mm-hmm. And even then it's shit because they're yeah. fans. Yeah. It's very, very strange. It's quiet. It's yeah. quiet. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I think they're going to have to wrap this up into episodes. It was probably a massive flop. I, I reckon it's they, they potentially could have lost money on it. Well... Yeah, of course it's going to be a flop if you don't promote it. Well, that's it. So I don't understand. Like maybe they were just promised one season and that's it. I don't yeah, get it. I don't get it I either. I just don't get it. I and can't I, figure it out. I'm kind of almost at it's the a stage beauti- now. It's a beautiful show. It's really nice. Visually, it's gorgeous. Made. Yeah. The acting is Nathan really Lane good. It. It's got Nathan Lane in it. Yeah. The acting is beautiful. The hair and makeup is beautiful. The costumes are amazing. Um 
it's got good drama um, and I, I feel like it's going to go to waste. Yeah. I just don't know why it's called Penny Dreadful. No, me neither. They could have left it as a, a different, a, a standalone. Completely. Just from the people that brought you Penny Dreadful yes. comes this new show. Yeah, because it's it's giving a, not a bad name to the original Penny Dreadfuls, but it's. But it's like a false promise. Completely different. Yeah. yeah. Comple- yeah. There's only been one quote-unquote scary thing. Yeah. And yeah. Even, yeah. You know, I don't know. But Hopefully it's a good it standalone better. show. Yeah. Anyway, look, two more episodes. Let's see what happens. Let's see what they do in two episodes. They've got a lot <laughs> I know, to do. They've fix. got a lot to wrap up. Yeah. They haven't even started building the freeway. Oh, my God. Oh. Where's our swastika freeway? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Hitler? Hitler in L.A. <laughs> a new Kanye West song about to drop. Oh, Lord. All right. Until next week, you guys. Um, Stay creepy. Stay creepy, but don't be a creep. Bye. Bye. Bye.